Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Kyle Tipton. For those of you Patreon patrons who are listening on Sunday, you guys fucking rule. Thanks for being awesome and showing your support. For the rest of you guys, I still love you. Even if you're not a Patreon patron, I still think you're great. I've said this before, but usually part two is the more interesting half of the podcast. We took a break in this one. We had a little impromptu jam session and the mics were running. So I picked a little bit of that up. So at one point we'll take a small break and you'll get to hear just a little snippet of that. It's not impressive, guys. Don't get your hopes up. And I don't want to keep you guys waiting any longer. So I'm excited to present to you part two of our conversation with Mr. Kyle Tipton. So are you not like you're not on the apps or anything like that? No. That, honestly, that stuff weirds me out a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Just like when, because dude, so like people talk about how the ills of social media all the time, right? Yeah. Like I like social media. Like, I mean, I put like, I have my music, be honest, I like my little sister is like kind of runs that for me. Secret to kind of pulling back the curtain. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, she like, it's, I wish I had somebody to do that shit for me. Well, it it works out, you know, it works out for, uh, like, so in, I'm playing in Ashland a lot this summer. So I'm playing like each, I'm playing up until like August, basically like last date is in January. So I'm playing every month there. And so there's this whole movement in Ashland called build Ashland. So it's basically like, how can we make Ashland better? And they have a Facebook page and stuff like that. Anyway, she shared like the dates to that and stuff. And she's going to put more dates on there and stuff like that. And I'm playing, I'm playing in Indiana this summer too. So anyway, just one more reason why me, you and Freck need to get together and jam. Exactly. And work out a really sweet set. And then we can go and play at like a bar in Ashland. Dude. Oh dude. That'd be amazing. I I really need in my life an avenue for music. Cause I used to play for this church and now I don't play for that church anymore and I'm not singing for them. And I need an avenue to where I can create some music. Yeah, dude. Like, I just want to play, man. Like, I have dates lined up right now, but I want more. And I realize, like, I'm, I mean, I'm playing every single month, you know. And a lot of bands don't even do that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll play, like, like local bands every, like, three months. Like, I remember in Lexington with the metal scene, it'd be like, there's a, they have a show this month. And then they'll play, like, three months later. And then this. And, but, like, dude, I want to play, like, every freaking week. Yeah. Dude, that's like... That's how you get better. Exactly. And so... And I'll tell you another way to get better is play with people... play with people. ...who are better than you, too. Exactly. Find people who are better than you that you can learn from and see what they're doing, learn what's capable of being done and what sounds good. That's all a big part of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you got to play live, man. Like, you just got to get out there. And that's like... That's when you know it's like who you... Like, kind of what direction you want to go into. Mm -hmm. But, But, yeah, so... Yeah, doing that, but like, yeah, we kind of mentioned earlier. It's like, you know, you're at, you're out of the classroom right now. Mm-hmm. I'd still call you a teacher because, like, I appreciate that, yeah. and I still think of myself that way. That's awesome. Yeah, but like, yeah. So, th- talking about if you're gonna stay in the classroom for the foreseeable future, like future, I don't really have like a plan to get out of the classroom. Right. Right now. I like what I'm doing right now. Did I anticipate me actually like playing live and actually being like a professional musician? And I'm doing air quotes right now because it kind of, it still feels weird saying that, but yeah. like, dude, like, that's, that's what I'm doing. And, um, like, I like teaching 
And I mean, you have like the summer where it's like I can play and you know, it's just it's just a good deal right now. Yeah, that's a sweet gig. And you're a young man, I would just I would ride this out and see what you can create. Right. You have because I'm I mean like I'm sort of in a similar place right now. For gotcha. real. Like I have the security of the degrees that I've acquired. Yeah. So like worst case scenario is not that bad. I go back to teaching. Right. It, yeah. It, it was a good gig, just you like you're options. saying. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean. So like taking, you can take risks and that's such a huge privilege. Right. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean like, dude, the thing is, is like, that's, that's literally what it's all about. Like life, you take risks and you need personal responsibility. And like that, like if you take, if you do that, then you'll go, you know, like you'll go farther than you would not doing that. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, that's definitely something that I did not have when I was like 22, 23, yeah. when I was like really figuring it out because it was like, Oh, I'm about to go into the real world as they say. And it was kind of like, cause like, dude, like I didn't have student loans. Like my freaking like, so yeah, like my grand, my grandmother like put like invested in this fund that's like not even around anymore to pay for her college and like, but it was still honored. She was very smart. That's cool. Yeah. So it was great. So like the thing is, it's like, oh my God, I'm really about to go, like, I need to get a job. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I need to get, a, like I need, I'm about to have a career and this teaching thing is about to become real. It's yeah. become real, real fast. And it's so, real, real hard too. <laughs> yeah. And like, dude, I was always like, so this is the difference between me in high school and in high school and college and me as an adult is that as in high school and college I always sought comfort like i was like how can i make this easier like how can i not do stuff basically you know yeah. i took the you know the saying don't work like work smarter not harder yeah i i put that to like a thousand yeah and it was basically work dumber not hard it went in the opposite direction <laughs> so like so as an adult i was like actually how can i make how can i seek to do things that are hard yeah. and that's just the different like i like i'm still you know you, you still have stuff to work on all the time but like like how like how can you like i just don't seek comfort as much as i used to like i, I want to go for the hard stuff like in playing live for me like music it's kind of like that i mean yeah it's a scary thing to do man i've done it it's scary yeah but i like i feel like right now like my hands are very cold because for me this is kind of like doing that really yeah Yeah. i mean i'm gonna release this to people they're gonna hear this yeah actually after teaching when it comes to speaking in front of people and stuff like that i'm like dude i'm a teacher yeah anything is like easier like than that like literally like we have like people talk about all the time and i think teachers are treated pretty well you know like but like dude when you're in the in the hole and you're at the job dude it think it feels pretty thankless yeah it does you know a lot of the times um but it's but it's really not but it is i felt a lot of times like my hands were tied and -hmm. like i could see what i was supposed what i could be doing that might actually be useful yeah but because i was 
a new teacher and I was young and also because I was teaching the things I was teaching, very specific yeah. content areas, I was like, I don't have any real ability to even show these kids anything valuable. Yeah. And so like, I am really. Dude, I, I, I like, I, I commend you for teaching math. Dude, I can't even think about approaching teaching math. It's not super fun. <laughs> but you know, did you see the thing? You saw the thing, Miss Rob. Yeah, Miss Rob's a baller. She's the she's the bomb. Miss Rob's like, a baller. We need a million of her teaching yeah, young she's, people. She is a she's yeah she's a baller. Shout out Miss Rob. But I wish that I could teach something more like what she teaches. Yeah. Where she said it, she said I can pretty much teach whatever I want. She chooses right. to teach healthcare stuff. Yeah. But she all, she does it in a way that's really flexible. Mm. And like when when you're being told like you have to teach them to do these things because yeah. these things are what they're going to be tested on doing. Right. It, it just really it ties it ties you up. Yeah, I mean, it, like it gets. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a juggling act to get these kids, you know, just interested in a subject. They have like, dude. I mean, I like the so I, you know I teach world history. Yeah, I like the second semester of world history a lot more. Like coming back for Christmas break because like, dude, first like semester you're talking about shit from the 15th century and stuff like yeah. that, but like now we're talking about World War One going into like totalitarianism and dictators and then then into world war ii and stuff and you can you can feel the inner yeah and it's like they like learning about trench warfare and all that stuff like you know show them like a three minute clip of what it maybe look like read some sources they're into it you know yeah i'd be interested i think teaching history would have been cool it's cool that you were able to do it because it's a hard job. It's a hard gig to get. That's why I went into math because I thought I want to make myself more marketable. What if if you ever decided to go to the class back to the classroom? What if you just started just you know try to do social studies, dude? If I went back in the classroom, I'd want to teach podcasting. Hell yeah. Let's let's get on this. Let's fucking really try to give young people what they need. Like I would bring them into my classroom. I'd make my podcast at work. My, my my job would be making this podcast still, but I would have like 10 or 12 young people around me, if this is my ideal situation, who were also making podcasts of their own, and, oh, I, would and I would help them make their podcasts. Dude, that could be like in the Tech and Design Academy at Dawes High School. If, that, if I could have a job, that would be my job. That'd I would be love awesome. that job because I would simultaneously do this thing that I love, which is make podcasts. And also get paid a wage guaranteed that could keep me making a podcast for the rest of my life. That's my ideal job right there. there but since that doesn't exist, uh, I'm trying to just make money making the podcast. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, yeah. And it's great what you're doing and everything. Like, you know, yeah. The thing is, it's like, you know, talking about like teaching these kids, like the stuff that they need and, you know, like, dude, and dude, social studies gets, the kind of it doesn't it's not treated as well as science or math yeah and in some ways i get it you want to get you know math and science are that's the highest paying like that's the fields that goes the highest paying jobs that's your engineers that's your doctors but damn it social studies every single person participates in this world yeah it participates in voting participates yeah. in freaking like it just blows my mind it's like what is what does ancient rome have to do with this what is you know i'm like it has to do with everything that we're built on yeah and yeah i th yeah i think the real thing is 
we just haven't figured out what teaching should look like and how it yeah. can be done really well. Yeah. And I agree. So we're just not doing a great job of it. I think we're totally like in a middle ground right now because like back like when my parents were in school or my grandparents teaching looked completely, you know, it was like there was zero technology. You listened to the teacher. Yeah. You freaking did this, that you freaking joined the future farmers of America. Like our grandma. That's what you guys did. That's what you guys did in Ashland. Yeah. They have it in Lexington too. Yeah. Yeah. The future. They have some of it in the future farmers association, future farmers of America. Yeah. FFA. FFA. Yeah. Yeah. Dixie chicks sing about it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hey, uh, side note. Have have you listened to the high women before? No. Do you know the highway men? The highway, the highway men, the super group of Johnny Cash. Chris yes. Christoph- yes. 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 Okay. So Brandy Carlisle and three other women. I can't remember their names. They call themselves the high women. They call themselves the high women. They released an album last year and it is freaking girl power and it is bad ass. That's tight. Like it is so cool because it's like country music has always been a men's game with a lot of stuff. I mean with like everything in, in the world and do they they come in they have freaking it's girl freaking feminist power and they're badasses That's anyway tight. it's it's cool so shout out to the high women that was like one of the best country albums last year that's tight i'll check it out okay so um yeah i mean we're in a, we're definitely in a middle ground with teaching right now i mean it's like what is teaching going to look like in 10 years what's teaching going to look like in five years what's the world going to look like in 10 years or five years robots that's the question i don't know that's the question right and that's why it's so hard to do and that's why like keep keeping this box around teaching that exists right now and like making making it look like this right. is such a huge mistake exactly. they need to just like open the doors right. the teachers who suck they already suck yeah they're still gonna suck that right. sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they're gonna suck but give the teachers who don't suck give the teachers who give a shit give the hans propes you know, yeah, like, he does give a shit. Yeah, dude, give those motherfuckers the r- free reign to teach whatever they want to teach, and to really reach whatever the kids that they feel like they can teach, yeah. and make the biggest impact and the biggest splash that they can have. Yeah. Dude, that could be amazing. But, but with yeah. with all of the, well, I mean, like we just with all of the 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 ropes that just yeah. rein you in, and that's why, like I was saying, Miss Rob. Like, I'm so glad that she has the chance to teach the way that she gets to teach, man. Yeah. Something that she knows a ton about, something that she's passionate about, something that she wanted to be doing anyway. That's what she was already doing. She was in that field already. But now she can do the same exact thing and show a bunch of kids how she did it. Yeah. That's what teaching is. Exactly. No, yeah. I mean, like, dude, work gets stressful, but man, like dude i when you step back and you think about it like dude i like i love what i do mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that and like have like having fun with the kids and stuff and dude like it's crazy because like honestly in sociology like i teach sociology which you know that's pretty cool and uh, i think that would be super fun dude like yeah so like this week i like i just do like a bunch of projects in there and just i can i have free like free reign to do whatever i want so like this week i was like i'm going to talk about city planning and what makes the city attractive and i'm going to I don't give, give the kids an opportunity to really try to build a city and see what goes into it. Like what makes the city attractive? How do you get people to come to your city? Like, you know, stuff like that, which is something you're already interested in. Cause you're doing that with Ashland right now. 
exactly trying man yeah so you can show them like this is what i'm doing with my city right and what are you guys doing are you thinking about it like this that's a that's beautiful that's beautiful i'm super jealous i'm super jealous of you right now. yeah i mean it's 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 pretty cool and like dude i like that class is like pretty chill i mean it's just a it's a lot of upperclassmen that needed an elective um and they were just stuck in there had no clue what sociology was so it's like they're kind of they're chill not you know they're pretty quiet and stuff so i played tyler childers in there the other day and at first they were like what the f- you know, what is this mm-hmm. and then like the next day they were like mr Tedman, can you play some more country music and i was like yes that's pretty cool yeah but anyway but so yeah i mean it's just the crazy thing because like we're already seeing you you have to wonder is like e-school just going to be school when you know I, dude, I have no idea. I have no idea what it's going to look like. Because it's like, like you, you got to have the kids do what they, you know, because like back in the day, it's like you teachers just lectured and that's what they did. And like, because it wasn't just like a, a world of just instant information like we have now. And, you know, I could feel that growing up. I'm like, dude, I can just look up shit on my phone. Yeah. Like, you know, but like maybe kids don't really like retain the information if they're just looking it up on their phone dude they they, they don't retain the information because they don't need to like i don't retain uh, yeah. information you you want to know what my memory is for events and dates google calendar <laughs> yeah. i put everything that dude. i need to remember that's happening more than like a like five days from now in yeah. google calendar and that's how i remember to do shit yeah and so like technology is changing the world i, I don't want to like we, you and I could probably talk about teaching for days, right? But I don't want to do that. I think what we've touched on has been great, and I think it's great to get that stuff out there. Yeah, but a lot of people can't like relate, right? But yeah. the inter- but but everybody can relate to how technology is changing oh, the for world sure. dramatically, for sure, dramatically. Well, it's like the crazy thing is like everybody thinks they're geniuses with their phone, I like they're not, and that's scary. That's scary to me. Well, it's and I don't want to take this back to teaching, but to take it just. The reality that we live in now yeah. is different from the reality of 40, 50, 60 years ago, Dude, which is like yeah. there's a scarcity of information. The right. people who have the information and and know what to do with it are the most successful. Now there's no scarcity of info. It's the people who know what to do with the info, how to use it, and what the most – I guess most beneficial patterns of behavior in any arena. If you know those patterns of behavior, you're a more successful person. And so like technology has really just opened up these super cool avenues where people like me can make a podcast. People like you can make music. And all of a sudden, like there's a, there's people who will listen to it. And like right now for me, like it's just a bunch of people that I've known my whole life. For you, it's probably really similar for that, but who knows what could happen from that? So interesting, and but also as teachers, we've experienced the opposite side of that, which is the negative impact that technology can have on people's lives. Gotcha. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like yeah, it's just a double edged sword for sure. The biggest double edged sword of our life lifetime, yeah, is technology and how we how we use it because it is used. Sometimes I just think it's. I literally sometimes think that the smartphones are the worst thing that has ever <laughs> happened to us. I can appreciate that too. But like, it's also like amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, like so. Um, yeah, 
just yeah, we, just a multitude of information, and the middle ground for all avenues of life is getting so much smaller. Like always, think about music. How about back in the day, man? You had to get signed by a record label. They had to put the money to put you on billboards, TV ads, whatever to promote you. And that's how you got known to the people. Now it's like you take like all the artists that I listen to, all the great stuff that's just being made. I mean, they don't even have like a record label. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's uh, just putting their stuff on SoundCloud and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, YouTube. like, yeah. Talking about a dude named, uh, I've, I've shown you him before, uh, Zach Bryan. Yeah. Who just a dude that put his stuff on YouTube and Twitter and uh, Facebook. Right. And like, Dude, he now it's like his album that he made with his friends in a setting just like this. Yeah. That we are right now. Made it with his friends in like the amount of like in two weeks, like 13 songs. Dude, it has like millions of streams on Spotify. And dude, I was listening to that stuff when it was like being a real hipster right now, like with like 4,000 streams. Yeah. And now it has like millions. That's pretty cool. And dude, that is very cool. Yeah, and like, dude, he just he's in the navy, but it's like, dude, dude's like Cody Jenks. That guy, yeah, you show me that guy. Dude, yeah, those, some of those videos were like taken on a crappy phone in like some random basement. Oh yeah, some oh, for guy sure. in the background like drinking Bud Light, like yeah, but, exactly. So yeah, so it's just there's just this new avenue. So then it kind of begs to question like, is the way that we're currently teaching young people just like put your phone away, listen to me? Yeah, is that even valuable? That's an that's an interesting point. I mean. I don't know, like, these kids, though, like, with their phones, they're just not, I mean, the bad thing is, like, they're not present. Yeah. They're not actually. That's a great point. Yeah. Like, the whole idea of mindfulness and and being in the moment. Speaking of that, let's talk about that, but I got to piss again. Sounds good. I was raised off of four out three. Can you, like, can you do like a like fucking uh, songs on this? Like record? Like? I, I definitely could. Yeah, I've got some stuff recorded on uh, on GarageBand. I'm not a great Dude. musician, if I'm being honest. I'm a, I'm a good acoustic guitar player because I can finger pick really well. Yeah, but I'm a good singer, which is what what it was. Why yeah, I enjoy that's true. It's true. You're a good singer. But let's go back. So. You you take us to a really interesting place, which is a concept that comes up on the podcast often. Yes. Which is mindfulness. Yes. And just the value of that. And you yes. said that you have an interesting relationship and perspective on that. Yes. So when I learned the term mindfulness, I thought that was like freaking baby wimpy stuff. I was like, that sounds like nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't because when I think of mindfulness <laughs> I think about thinking I hate doing that no oh, like really? oh. no like 
I think of like medit like meditating mm -hmm. and yoga and stuff like that, which that can definitely be mindfulness. Cause like, dude, I come from, I, I don't know if it's like how I grew up or whatever or whatever, but mental health is definitely not really a topic that <laughs> anybody talks about. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if that's like an old school thing. I just got to give a shout out though to like all of my coaches growing up certified badasses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's that, if it's the, the area in which I grew up or whatever, but like, like, so I wrestled in high school was definitely not good at it, but I enjoyed it when it kept me in pretty good shape. And second of all, I just liked who I was around. Um, shout out to uh, Coach Love and Coach Moore. I actually saw Coach Love in Moorhead. And he's like, what's up, Tip Top? How you doing? <laughs> I'm like, doing good, man. And like, anytime I'd ran, run into him just randomly in Ashland, he's like, you're a teacher, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm a teacher. He's like, you want to be a wrestling coach? I'm like, not particularly. But, <laughs> but, anyway, but like, so he's the head football coach now. And That's they're, cool. they're balling. Anyway, I got to... Before we talk about mindfulness, I need to talk about one time I saw Coach Love. This was one of the most badass moments I just in my life. Okay, I love badasses, and <laughs> Coach Love is a badass. <laughs> and so I saw him get out of his truck, and he was just like, "Wait a second, to talk, I gotta get my gotta get my snack." I'm like, "Okay, dude." He just comes out with a potato. <laughs> <laughs> and just eats it. E, that sounds gross. It's, it was cooked. I mean, it was like oh, like a baked some, potato. Yeah, it's like he had it wrapped in foil. This, this dude probably just cooks a bunch of potatoes. But he just, eats. The, he he ate oh, the dude, skin he was, and all. He was just like, oh, yeah, he tipped off, and then just the the whole, all the skin, just eating that potato. And I'm like, that's badass. <laughs> like that's. So, <laughs> and we had Coach Moore. Dude, Coach Moore worked at so in Boyd County and in, uh, in Ashland actually in summit so summit is like a unincorporated community that my that's that's where my grandparents like where we talked about earlier about where like where i grew up like my grandparents that's where i, I grew up a lot of time in, in summit and there's a federal prison out there coach moore worked at the federal prison and dude freaking how many jobs did this man have well yeah coach moore yeah coach love and okay coach love was like pe teacher in elementary school at the elementary schools, one of them, I think Hager, which is elementary school in Nashville. So, and then later on in the day, he would come to Blazer, the high school, and then he would cut. We had a conditioning class, so we'd weightlifting class. Uh, so, he taught at both schools. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I knew of people who did that as well. Yeah. So, like, so Coach Love, Coach Love's the man. Then we have Coach Moore, who would work at the prison. Right. And, dude, like, the, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And, like, he'd say a lot of politically incorrect stuff that I'm not going to say. And, uh, so, but he would just be like, Hey, tip top <laughs> verbatim. This is exactly how he sounded. Be like, Hey, tip top. He's like, so what do you like? I'm like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What I like? He's like, what are your interests? Okay. What do you like to do in your spare time? I'm like, I like music. Um, he's like, Whoa, music. What kind of music? I'm like, I like a lot of rock and roll, like old rock and stuff like that. He's like, Oh, do you like rush? I'm like, I love Rush. He's like, okay, I'm going to test you. Name the m members of Rush. 
And I was like, easy. I was like, Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, Neil Peart. And he's like, now good job. Now music's your thing. I'm like, yeah, music's my thing. And he, and he goes, well, you know what your thing needs to be? He's like, your thing needs to be wrestling. You could be a state champ. And that that's <laughs> what he always said. He's like, if you go out there and work hard, you can be, you go out there and you go out into Pikeville and you could be a state champ. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, sounds good. <laughs> I was never a state champ. Never listened to Coach Moore. That's okay. It, it's because you didn't want to be one, probably. I, d- I didn't want to be one at the time. I got to be honest. Did not want to be a state champ. But anyway, mindfulness. You, I grew up around this culture of, you know, freaking, I don't know, being tough. Keep your nose to the grindstone. Kind of like Cam Haynes. Shout out Cam Haynes, David Goggins. Very valuable people. Keep hammering all this stuff. Yeah, none of those people are listening, but you should Google those people because they're very inspirational. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah, David Goggins, Cam Haynes, great people. All right, so, but then I really dug into mindfulness. What I figured out is like mindfulness is just anything that helps you release. I'm like, oh, well, if that's mindfulness, then. Can I give you my definition of mindfulness? Yeah, yeah, give me, yeah. Okay, so I just got done reading this book called. It was written by Sam Harris. You familiar with Sam Harris? It's called Waking Up Spirituality Without Religion. And he goes through this big, long process of trying to ex- explain what consciousness is and what it is to be you, like the, the definition of self, very philosophical. Yeah. And basically what he gets to is you, yourself is just your experiences. So like you are all the things that you're experiencing. You're not your body. You're not your thoughts. You experience those thoughts, so you, you who you are experiences those thoughts, but, but you're not the thoughts. Right. Not the thoughts at the club. And you seem like, yeah. <laughs> and you seem like you live right behind your eyes, and you can look yeah. down and you can see your body, but you can't really see your head. But right. that, if you want to describe what you are, that's kind of what you are. Yeah. And, and so mindfulness is the reality of being aware of that. Being aware that you're just your experiences. And if you can be aware of the experience you're having at that moment, then you're aware of what you are and you can then be in control of that moment and make the very best of that moment. Being in the moment, being aware of what's happening right around you. And that's hard to do. And so where meditation comes in is one of the most boring things is just your breathing. So if you can stay really focused and really pay really close attention to that for long periods of time, you can pay really close attention to all the other interesting shit that's happened around you for long periods of time. And you can be more in the moment. So like, that's what my learned definition of mindfulness is something, something around that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I just, now I just see mindfulness or something that anything that makes you feel better yeah. within that like if you're stressed or whatever right and people need to do that and people don't do that man and like big thing for me is that i gotta say man when i was 21 like 21 through 23 those are like honestly the most miserable times of my life yeah i can't think of a time in my life that i was like unhappy right but like if i had to rank it 21 22 23 not good okay because like I was just, uh, again, I just felt like, you know, college is about over. 
all just all this stuff and i just like i had some pressure i didn't know how to deal like really deal with it was i was dude i was gaining a lot of weight at that time dude i was over like 300 pounds like 300 like i remember going to the doctor and i got on a scale it was like 312 or some shit like that i was like what i am over 300 pounds that's fat <laughs> i was like i was like that's i had a very similar experience i was too. like dude because i didn't weigh myself at all and yeah. like dude it was like because i'd always been like a bigger guy but in high school i was like lifting weights and stuff mm -hmm. and like not really trying my best at that but i had some muscle on me but like dude this was 300 pounds of just pure unadulterated just fat man donuts Dude. What's the name of that donut place you were talking about? Oh, oh Jolly Pirates. Jolly yeah, that Pirates. was in Ashland. Three hundred and twelve pounds of Jolly Pirates. Yeah, well, a <laughs> little bit of that, but it was more. So I was in Lexington at the time, so it was more like Gumbo Yaya, which is an amazing restaurant, dude. If you've never had Gumbo Yaya in Lexington, Cajun place, mm, that sounds delicious. Great stuff. And I was eating that shit every day, and it was bad. And then I would just drinking beer and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, just being a just a big old guy, you know. And then. After that, I was like, I got to get a gym membership. Mm -hmm. I went to UFIT, which is not around anymore. I think like uh, Planet Fitness uh, freaking destroyed him or something. I don't know. But anyway, I started exercising. One, I saw that as like, I thought I just looked awful. Like just, I looked at myself. I was like, gee, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, dude. Not proud of your appearance. Right. I was just like, man, you're looking bad. <laughs> Look, <laughs> that's your eternal mind. You're looking in the mirror, yeah, dude. You look like shit, bro. Just like it's like there's not even like an angle where it's like it looks. You're looking presentable. There's <laughs> just bad news, man. <laughs> so first, I was like, dude, I got because people see me now, and they're like, they think of toxic masculinity no but like you know they think like <laughs> yeah. just this dude that's probably you know i get asked all the time were you in a frat like, yeah i, you know, I kind of give off that kind of vibe and um i'm like no i was freaking not in a frat dude i was in a fat i was in a cheesecake <laughs> but like but dude i mean just back then oh my god dude it sucked to walk up to walk upstairs was a chore yeah to get around campus sucked dude yeah. I, would, I would i would go to campus you're breathing heavy you're sweaty oh god like dude the the spring months man just sweaty all the time um freaking uh i would go to campus i would come get on the bus come back get off the bus freaking walked to my apartment and i was exhausted and i was done for the day and like dude I, I can't even imagine living like that anymore like dude like so i just started getting a gym membership and then i then it just kind of clicked i was like whoa not only am i looking better but i'm all, i'm also feeling better huh what like i just figured out it's all interconnected yeah this whole mindfulness thing and trying to take care of yourself and and but you know there's definitely a balance you don't want to go like too hardcore where you're like really nitpicky about yourself which i'm very like i've done that a lot actually like you know kind of hard on myself for for no reason but like you know having high standards yeah. for yourself is not bad it's just oh, right, how no. you handle the adversity of your own high standards. Right. Because you're going to feel yeah. bad sometimes if you have high standards for yourself. True. I don't feel great. That's true. I don't feel great about my body right now. I will say <laughs> I did run the other day. 
Mm. But then yesterday I bought a big ass bag of cocoa pebbles and ate them. Dude, it's the, it's the sugar, man. The sugar gets. I'm you. addicted to sugar. You know what? You know who else is addicted to sugar? Who's that? Fucking America. Yeah. But yeah, that's just it's just the thing, man. Like, dude, I've been I've also done a ton of fat like fad diets. Yeah. And you know what? They've always worked. Really? Do you know why? And this is my little dietitian thing. I think it's just because I cut out sugar every single time, dude. I've done. Have you heard of Whole Thirty? Yes. So I, I ate whole food, did the whole thirty, lost a lot of weight. I felt like my energy levels were low, though. Yeah. I, I don't think I was eating enough food to really couldn't. Yeah. So, but anyway, ke- I did keto. Same thing. Lost a lot of weight. Felt good. Um, I did Weight Watchers for a little bit of time, and I was eating shit. I was eating so. I was eating like those linguines, man. Right. Those are terrible for you. Those are so bad. I don't. The marketing team with those people. Good job convinced those little microwave things are healthy but if you look at it it's like the same nutrition facts as like a big mac man it's just little it's just like less calories anyway lost all the way doing that and like but thing is dude, it's the sugar man the sugar gets you freaking the sugar it's it's there i love it everybody loves it i love it but i definitely have a problem with it i don't know if uh, I don't know like what the right diet to eat or anything like that is. I think it's different for every person. Yeah. My thing is like, I just try to eat just real food. Like, Mm -hmm. so me, I just got, I just go to the store. I just get, try to get the essentials and just the meat, maybe like a carb source, like a good carb source, like potatoes, maybe white rice or brown rice. I don't eat that much anymore because I got really tired of it. But like some potatoes, um, again, going back to the whole mindset before that I said where I, I used to seek comfort all the time. Definitely with diet, I seek just better, just better choices, you know? Yeah. Like, and I, I don't keep any sweets or, you know, I don't keep like any sugar laden stuff in the house or I'll freaking eat it all. And I Dude, know I that. used to do the same thing. I used yeah. to not have sugar in the house, but now I have a wife. And so like oh. she wants things in the house because she yeah. has a healthy relationship with food. So she'll snack. Mm. Um She's she's not great. I mean, she she has the same problems a lot of people have. If we have a bag of chocolates, she wants to eat that whole bag of chocolates. Exactly. That's exactly. I've been all a I bad am. influence on her. I think honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my thing. Is like, dude, I have a, uh, I kind of have like an all or nothing attitude when it comes to like everything. Yeah. So like, if I invest myself into something, I get invested, and I'm right there. Like, I don't do really things like halfway. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, not like like I'm a badass. It's just like if like I just, that's just what i do like if i like with guitar like I've, I've wanted to learn many genres of guitar like the metal side now it's like dude i want to do bluegrass yeah i wanted to get the finger i want to get that chet adkins vibe do you have you ever listened to mm-hmm. chet adkins yep yep yeah so i want to get the chet adkins vibes i want to do this i want to do that so like i give off this vibe like i'm a pretty like laid back kind of person which i am and i can I have a tendency to be lazy because that's my thing but now <laughs> it's like but I'm actually like I get pretty intense with stuff, and like if people like really know me, like I, yeah, like that's that's the thing is like I don't, I'm just like casually do stuff. Like it's just I get into stuff. I just like freaking obsessed. Like I've always had an obsessive kind of vibe. And um, what's the thing you're obsessed with now? Playing music. Just playing playing music and, um, yeah, playing music, freaking. Uh, dude, I used to be like way into wanting to make movies. That's pretty cool. But that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's like 
that's what I wanted to do. Like in high school, dude, I, I found some videos online from my old YouTube account that, should, that I was like, oh my God, like this is so fucking bad. Like it's so, you know. That's pretty cool though, still. Yeah. And it, I mean, like, yeah. You could like, probably yeah, make a, a movie now thing. with your iPhone. Exactly. It's so my easy. My phone now. is like, my phone. I can take fucking amazing pictures and amazing video with Dude, it. Dude, everybody's a photographer now. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, everybody's really good with that. Yeah. You know? And like, uh, like, it's crazy. Like, going back to, like, my whole... I was like, man, I need to have some photos up. Like, I need to make a Facebook for my freaking music. And, and then I got my sister, little sister, made a little photo shoot, took, like, 10 minutes, and I automatically have, like, 50 photos that I can choose from. Some of them are kind of awk, like, a little awkward, because I don't know how to pose, feel a little awkward. But some of them were good. I put one on freaking Instagram and people were like, nice. And like, that's all you can, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, that's nice. It's a good feeling. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback for doing this. And yeah, it, it really is nice. Because you're doing something that you want to do. Yeah. And people like to see that. Yeah. It's like, dude, people come to see me play because... It's not not even like they're a huge fan of music. They just like to see me up there doing what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like when, because we all have to get a job. That's a fact of life. Like, that's a thing. I had a friend tell me, he's like, why are we forced to get a job? This is stupid. I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of like true, but useless. Like, you need to get a job. You need to make your way in this world. Like, you need to go out there and do it. I've said that a lot in this podcast, but like, but anyway, <laughs> but when you step out and you do something that is away from that, people are like, whoa, like a lot of people, like when I started doing the singing thing, didn't really expect that much out of it because I don't know. I didn't know what to expect, but some people, Oh, you're singing. What can I see you play? What can I see? Can I see that? Because you know, this person, it's like, Oh my God, like they're doing something else. Yeah. Like at work and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But I think I hate that term, true but useless. I hate it. Really? It drives me absolutely fucking insane. It's one of my <laughs> least favorite things ever. If it What's is up? true, yeah. it is not useless. Oh. If it is true, then there's value that could come from that. And if we could address the things that are true, Ooh. yeah, then perhaps we could have some actual positive yeah like outcomes other rather than just focusing on the things that we have control of but those the things we have control of don't make improvements Ooh, you know what okay. i mean yeah yeah i feel that like i don't know i'm just uh yeah I, I get that sentiment completely that's that was definitely like a deep teacher thing teachers will get that other people other people will hear it and maybe we'll hear the truth right. hopefully but for teachers it'll ring very true Especially teachers that have heard that term true but useless. I hate that term. Got you. It It used to drive me nuts. And like I would, I would, I would hear it and I would respect that part of the culture. Like we're not going to talk about these things that we don't have control over. Right. Because I could appreciate the, the, I could appreciate it. Yeah. I understand like the most valuable thing we can talk about right now is the things that we can fix. Yeah. But the things that we can't fix if the things that we can fix ultimately don't have a huge impact, then we need to talk about the things that we can't fix and try to figure out how to have an impact there. 
Yeah, exactly. So that frustrates. So so I, so I feel as you on that, but I also to get back to what we were talking about. Yeah. In terms of like mindfulness and just like right. self improvement, because that's definitely a theme of this podcast. Got you. Yeah, I feel like I think that's a theme of the podcast because it's a theme in my life. Like I don't want to represent myself as this person who's got shit figured out because I definitely don't have shit figured out. Like I weighed myself this morning. I'm the fattest I've been in like three years. I'm not super stoked about it. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. And, and I've been eating like I ate kind of crappy yesterday. And so like, but I'm trying to figure out that path of like being the best version of me that I can be. And so like, that's really, and I think a lot of people can benefit from hearing that. But then also I like, I just want to bullshit with people. So I just want to bullshit with you. That's right. what I, so yeah. that's, that's the coolest part about bullshitting it. and hanging out is like my favorite thing. But there's a lot of, I think it's built into what we are as people. Yeah. Dude, humans love community. Yeah. Like, we need we need it. Right. I would I would go further and say we if we do not have community, yeah, we get it it is one of the factors that leads us to getting depressed and anxious and right. makes us ill, mentally ill. Part yeah, of, part exactly. of mental illness is not having a strong community. Right. No, for yeah, for sure. When people are like, I don't like people, I'm like, well, I think you're kind of unhappy. Like people that say that are usually not the happiest people. Right. And I think that's definitely there's other factors maybe, but I think that's definitely part of it is that you're not embracing what makes what has built our freaking society. Mm-hmm. Like you need to work with people, man. Like yeah, I would go even further and say it's built what we are as a species. Like we. Ev- we evolved to live in small groups of about 150 where everybody relied on everybody. Yeah. It's And if you were a person who went against a group, you died. So we evolved to be people who needed other people. We evolved to be yeah. beings that needed other beings. Exactly. And so like, that's a really strong message that comes from lots of places. It comes from the Bible. Mm. It comes from lots of other religious scripture. It's like, religious we, text, man. we need each other yeah. in order to function. Right. And so, like, I think avenues that bring people together, like music, like podcasts now, um, like social media, those are all great things because they can improve and build stronger communities if they're used correctly. So I think it's awesome that you make music. I think it's super interesting that you're just getting started. I think the growth process and the learning process is really – it's interesting to see you go through that because I think, like – you see, you enjoy what you're doing, but yeah. you also see places in it where you're like, right. you're not as good as you want to be. Yeah, Same for thing sure. with what I'm doing right now. Same thing. Like, do I want to play covers my whole life? Right. Probably not. No. Do I enjoy it? Sure. Yeah. But like, do I, do I want to have stuff that, I mean, like when I play a song, like dude in Corridan, Corridan was amazing. Dude, I had an amazing time there. Yeah. Shout out to Brady Evan who hooked me up. Um, People listening to this, Brady Evan is a really good country singer singer around this uh, area. I think he's about my, my age, but he had to have surgery, and he wanted me to take his place. And I said, hell yeah. So, anyway, Brady Evan. But, like, um, when I play a song and it's a cover, people react to it. It's amazing. Yeah. But I'm like, what if I freaking played my own song and people had that same reaction? Yeah. Like, they want to hear that. And, dude, like, I'm... I don't know if I'm even prepared for like, I don't even know like how that feeling would be. Yeah. You know, I bet it would be in a really cool fucking. Yeah. Feeling. I mean, I've, fl- I've played originals before and had, uh, and like, but like during these cover gigs and stuff and I, I never whip them out, but I should, 
but like i just want to I also play in songs that i like but like dude like you just i don't know i i, I get stuck comparing myself like it's hard to, I, I compare myself to like the freaking greats yeah like, you know like when you talk about your like when it comes to country and stuff like that like keith whitley or did keith did when keith have you ever listened to keith whitley no, not okay. really. Keith Whitley's from Sandy Hook. He was from Sandy Hook, Kentucky. He died when he was like 34. Alcohol poisoning. Um, dude. I've definitely heard of him, but I haven't listened to him he much. He would probably be up. He had two albums. Yeah. He would probably just be up there. Like, people regard him as a great anyway. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you talk about, like, top tier country singers of all time, dude, he would, he would probably be, like, in top three. Right. He'd be, like, a top, like... Because, dude, he would just those like country songs, man. Going back to that, the freaking sad songs, are you, you, sad as f. You want to be that kind of songwriter? Yeah, like you I want to be an amazing songwriter. That's yeah, that's that's really what I want to do. And yeah. I've never been like, I've just never been a writer. Period. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, like some people, like my my friend Connor, man, he's a freaking great writer. Like, yeah. and always has been. I remember him showing me. In sixth grade, he showed me his uh, stories from second grade, like short stories. Dude, they were freaking far, far surpassed mine. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that going back to mindfulness. I like I'm, I'm pretty aware of where I am as a songwriter or, or a writer or whatever. And but I mean, like me kind of telling myself that it's not good or it's not this or it's not that kind of gives me a drive. And I and I, I like that because you want to get better at it. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I, I write uh, pretty often. That's pretty cool. But I don't really share it with people. So yeah, because you're apprehensive about it. It's just a hump I need to get over, probably. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I can ooh. definitely appreciate like the idea of like not wanting to be that intimate with people because yeah, they yeah. can be scary. Because you got to tell truths about yourself, maybe in your songwriting that you haven't shared with other people, and yeah, like it'd be I mean, hard. Yeah, and a lot of them are freaking sad, and like, and, and I'm not like a sad person, but that's just what I like to write about. It's a release, mindfulness. It's mm -hmm. a release. It's you know, but yeah, going back to the mindfulness thing, um, I would say the mindfulness is your awareness that you need a release. Ooh, that's yeah, what okay. I would say. Yeah, that's not what I would say. Out, not you know, probably working. Yeah, shut off the engine, maybe. Shut, yeah, shut off the diesel. The fact that you're aware that that benefits you. Yeah, and that you see how you you can use that as a tool to be a healthier, happier person. Mm. That's mindfulness. Yeah, and I feel like I'm I'm pretty good at that. I think before, as maybe a teenager or early twenties, I was too much into the whole. Like I just swear it wasn't working hard enough, man. I just wasn't like I just wasn't putting my all. I try try to put my all into in, in stuff, and actually that's actually like pretty hard for me. But like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm pretty conscious of it now. I think it's hard for everybody. Yeah, I some mean, people learn the, the those those positive patterns of behavior early. Some people learn them later. Right. Some people learn about them, but then don't ever put them into action, like me. And that's the, <laughs> probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, uh, but yeah. So I mean, that's super interesting. That I mean, that's that's what that's what being a human is, is like identifying the parts of you that you wish were better, yeah. and then trying to do what it takes in order to make them better. Exactly. And I, and I think before. I was like a barrier. I would just bury shit in my mind. Like, everything's okay. Everything's going great. Yeah, whatever. Oh, you know, like that kind of person. Like, but I wasn't really addressing shit that was wrong. And there was some stuff that was wrong during that period of time that I was talking about, like early 20s and stuff. I feel like late 20s, if I had this, dude, if I, 
if I had this mentality when I, in my early twenties, I would be president. No, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I just you don't know what you could be. Right. I feel the same way. Yeah, that's part of that's part of that process I was talking about earlier. Yeah, of like you're just your your prefrontal cortex like fully developing. I experienced it too when I was about your age. Yeah. It's really interesting, and I'm still in kind of the in that experience because now I'm like seven years out from like realizing the, that I'm the product of my own decisions. Right. And then now I'm in the process of trying to become disciplined enough to really take like pure ownership of my decisions and stop eating shit food and stop choosing not to like seek after healthy experiences and choosing to just do the thing that makes me comfortable, even though it doesn't make me better. And that's where, that's where every human being lives is, is somewhere in the throes of like trying to make the decisions that make them the best version of themselves that they can be given their experiences up to that point and the situation that they're in and the people around them. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean like, but I think you're, you're, more, con- more conscious than, than most people though of what really makes you happy and stuff and you, you do it i mean i'm looking around and it's like you got your studio you got podcast thing you got your freaking bench over there which is pretty freaking impressive yeah i barely use it though, <laughs> i barely fucking use it but it's like you got you got the freaking drums in yeah. the basement like you you gotta yeah this is freaking awesome but like they do there's some people that it's like um, so there's a Guns N' Roses song called Dead Horse and the uh, the opening line to it is um, sick of this life not that you care I'm not the only ones with whom these feelings I share I used to freaking resonate with that just that like I just started off I'm sick of this life not that you care I'd be like hell yeah like I used to be like that, but dude, I don't resonate with that feeling anymore. That's right. You know, I feel like what you're saying is you used to be a little bit depressed and L- now you've gotten bit. over that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was all tied to just, dude, it was all tied to freaking. I would just mask insecurities like, and, uh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes eating, sometimes just being the freaking lazy. I don't like, just got to figure it out, man. Like I, and now I got it more figured out, but, you never always, you never freaking actually figure it out. No. It's, you're always learning. Yeah. If you're not always learning, what are you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people that just are comfortable, like, I don't know, just like, I'm just never comfortable. Just like in the state that I'm in, like, if you know what I mean, like I like it, but like, I just want to do, I just want to do more. Like, right. Like, you, like it would be like, okay, I want to do this. Okay. I did that. Like it, the stages were like, okay, I'm going to post this video on Facebook of me singing and I want people to know that I can sing and then I'll be happy. And then like that would happen. And people like, there was some positive shit for my friends and stuff and people. And I'll be like, okay, now I need to post another one. Now I need to do this. Now I, need, now I want to play live. Oh, I'm playing live. Oh, I'm playing covers. I want to play my own songs. Oh, like, it's just like you wanted to keep going. Like, I just wanted to keep going. You want to keep growing. You keep trying yeah. new things. I just, yeah. And I used to not be like that at all. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important for this coming generation of people because as the world changes so quickly, we as people got to get used to feeling, filling new roles, 
because they're going to be old roles that go away and they're going to be new roles that spring up out of nowhere that nobody anticipated. And we're already oh, seeing for that. sure. Oh man. Yeah. These next 10, 20 years, dude, people are going to have to figure stuff out and it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's society. The society, society goes through changes and stuff like that. And I think like for a while we've, we've been set in our roles because in all actuality, when it comes to roles and things like that over the last hundred years, technology's improved, but still it's like people kind of just kind of kept the same roles for a second. You know what I'm saying? But it's a learning thing. I don't know. Like we're, it's, it's, it's interesting when it comes to jobs or whatever. That's why I thought like Andrew Yang was val- valuable. Cause he was the only one freaking talking about that. I liked him as a person. Me too. I liked him as a presidential candidate. Yeah. Um, I think maybe his views were a little bit too revolutionary for what we need at the moment because I'm very aware that while I hear what you're saying and you say like our roles haven't changed much, I would make the argument that they've changed a ton, but they just change very slowly and you have to expect things to change slowly. And so I think maybe Andrew Yang's ideas are valuable in five years from now, maybe 10 years from now. But at this moment, things move slow, and the, and the, and I'm kind of, I'm having to learn. That's a lesson I'm learning because, like, when I talk about technology and the way that I view technology and the, the impact that's going to have on society, yeah. I tend to rush it a little bit in my head. I think I'm I'm learning a little bit, but I don't know. It's so interesting. Like I, I definitely think roles have changed, but it's like it's been a more slow. You're right, and it seems yeah. it still seems very similar. Yeah, a lot of people's. Their their roles have expanded, right? But the the lane is still very similar. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, exactly. We still don't value women or minorities as much as we really should. Yeah, probably we still not. Value white men a little bit more than we should. Tiny. I mean, like it's it's very subtle. All of these things are very subtle. Yeah. Uh, wealth is definitely valued more highly over, uh, like poor people wealthy yeah. people are valued more than poor people all those things those roles have still changed right but in in more subtle ways things have really gotten t- uh, so much better over time oh for sure so like and that's what i think people need to like focus on more in, so- in today's society is the prog like yeah progress yeah, yeah. there are, yeah i mean all the terrible stuff that has happened in this country and we definitely need to acknowledge and stuff but if we could see it as a lens of progress, how many we still need to work, but we we got progress. There's, I don't know. Just, I like the balance of that, but you know, not to bring up politics and stuff like that because it's it's hard. It's hard fun. to avoid politics right now, especially <laughs> yeah. with. Well, like, I mean, it's 2020. We've got an election yeah. coming, so yeah, exactly. I don't want to get into it too much because right. one, I don't want to alienate anybody. Right. Yeah. Anybody who listens to this podcast, I don't care where you are politically affiliated. I want you to listen if you find value here. And I want you to know that I appreciate you. Exactly. But at the same time, like I do have my opinions. Yeah. Everybody is. They're different from a lot of the people who have already had on the show. I disagree. Chris Berry and I disagree on a lot of things. Um, Troy and I have never really gotten into it, but we probably have very different views, Yeah. but I love those people. And that's what matters. And the civil, that the civility of that, I think needs to really, I don't know if it's ever been, in American culture of civility when it comes to politics, but I think it has like, but it's definitely changed. It's so polarized and I hate it, but like, but I think it creates avenues 
for that type of the the type of discussion that we need in order to see progress for sure civility yeah. and love for for your fellow man yeah regardless of their disagreements with you that's valuable it's valuable yeah exactly and so any way that we can propagate that i think is valuable yeah because like it's not like politics man like i mean parties like i mean I hate to think about it this way, but it's just a, your team that you want to for. Yeah, it's your all. tribe. It's, it's your tribe. Yeah, it's tribal, and it's that's not what it should be. George Washington said, "I don't want political parties in America." And then Mother Effort died, and Thomas Jefferson, James Madison were like, "Guess what? Here <laughs> are the parties. They're coming." But like, you know, it's just like they had that vision, man. He knew, like. That's why I think the fa- the founders your, your inner social studies teacher is coming out I right know. now. That's why I think the founders are so freaking valuable, man, because they knew what this country was going to be like now, and they freaking they lived in the 18th century, but they knew political parties were going to tear us apart, and that's what's happening. Yeah, but we still have the potential to overcome that, and the, for sure, and as as communication expands more. And as people are able to, to talk to one another in avenues like this and in avenues like you're creating with going out and making music and just building relationships with people and spreading the exact same ideas that you have with communities of people that may not be exposed to those ideas. Yeah. And and the way that people like like that you appreciate, like Tyler Childers, um, and uh and just Sturgill Simpson and all of those guys, the way that they're expanding those horizons and bringing those thoughtful ideas of improvement and self yeah. self improvement to just people who may not have heard those things before there's a lot of value to that and that's kind of honestly that's what i think everybody's goal should be is to just yeah. help the people around you be better and try to be better yourself yeah i just want people to find something we can can unite around like you know that's like the terrible stuff that happened with 9-11 and stuff like that but like our country freaking came together dude that's all i remember it's like dude that was a freaking crazy time and all these kids growing up post 9-11 stuff feel bad for them but like i don't know but like kind of yeah just something that your community can rally around that's why i talk about a dude like tyler childers so much it's because it's not just about his music it's about like, do we from coming from a part of the country, which like there's a lot of towns like Ashland around the country that were built on stuff that is going away. Like, if you don't think coal's going away, I'm sorry. I mean, that's just a matter of fact. Talking about mechanization and stuff, that's one of the reasons like that jobs aren't. We got to focus on new sources of energy and stuff like that. But like, but dude, I have never seen our community rally around something like Tyler Childers. Yeah, I really haven't. Like, like the Eastern Kentucky area. Yeah, dude. Because he just he he tells the story. Like there was an article that I read. He tells a story about an area that tells the truth, but does not rely on any stereotypes. Gotcha. And that is so true. Like he just tells it. Like because he's from that place. Because he just he just tells. Yeah, he it just yeah he tells the story of that place and like kind of it kind of like lit lit a fire under me because like you see this dude succeeding where he like literally sings about Eastern Kentucky or whatever, like literally in a song, honky tonk flame where he says, you know, especially a fella from Eastern Kentucky, like puts it out there and people are singing it, man. And it just says you can sing about stuff, you know, you don't have to freaking pretend, right. You know, like, like with 
that was the whole thing with metal and stuff. I don't know. You, well, metal is so di- like that's such an eclectic form of music, but but like it just set like you can just bare bones. You can just present yourself, and if you just tell the truth, people are gonna latch on to it. Yeah, the truth is what matters. Yeah, honesty and transparency is what matters. Exactly. You just people put, appreciate that, right? If you put yourself out there. And you're not like a terrible person or whatever, but you got a moral, good moral background and stuff like that. And if people put it out, people latch onto that. Like if you're just really putting yourself out there. All right. Well, that's beautiful. And I think this is probably a pretty good place to stop. Sounds good to me. We're sitting at like three hours and 15 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. And we've taken a few breaks and some of those breaks were long. Yeah. But we've got three hours and three hours and 20 minutes. It's three it's 340. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I know it's a time warp, isn't it? For real. So we need to spread the word about this. Yes. Talk to Crenshaw. Yes. Talk to Zemanski. Yes. Let's do a group. Dude, that would be that'd be balling. I think that'd be really fun. Maybe Capel in the in this as well. We could do that, yeah. We could just call it we could do it we could make it education themed. That could right. be that could just be the theme. Yeah. And that 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 Sunday Wednesday just it's a bunch of male teachers talking about being male teachers. We'll call it just friends, male teachers. Just friends, male teachers, rock and roll. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a horrible title. We won't call it that. But we'll, <laughs> we'll figure out what they call it. Yeah, dude. No, like, yeah, I didn't know what to really expect actually doing a podcast, and everybody like seems to freaking people that do it love it. I get it. Like yeah. you just like it's just you know, I just don't think people have conversations enough anymore. Yeah, and that's what people just freaking used to do. Yeah, especially you know, you can say fucking if you want to say fucking, you could say fucking. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> just picture my like, grandmother listening to this. She'd be like, "Oh, I don't know." I said, fuck that's her. okay. All but, right, man. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. Thank, dude, thank you for doing this. Dude, yeah, this was awesome. This was fun. I want to do stuff it's like cool this stuff. more. Just and forces you to talk, man, and you're yeah. just freaking right here. Right so here, right I now. will uh, – I'll, I'll talk to you more about what comes next after this, but I appreciate you doing this, man. Heck, yeah. Man, anybody listen to this, have a good day. Keep it up. Check out – plug plug your in. Plug yeah. Your in. Can I, I'm just going to read off my dates if that's cool. Do it. Yeah, do that. Do that. So – um right now if you're ever in the ashland area i'm not sure why you You play in louisville too though right yeah i'm trying to get more dates but you know you gotta book all that stuff but i'm trying anyway so march 21st april 18th may 9th june 13th june 11th i'm at the guitar bar in ashland kentucky the guitar bar at the winchester which is like a nice restaurant um gonna be there putting it out there for everybody and then also in the in this area louisville kentucky louisville in louisville i'm going to be in indiana right across the bridge if the coronavirus doesn't kill us by then um just kidding um may 27th july 23rd and august 19th from 6 to seven thirty, i'm going to be at kingfish and um yeah in indiana so the indiana location and um jeffersonville nice so i got those um music kyle tipton music on facebook also my instagram 
Anybody listening who owns a venue who wants a person to play music, just reach out to yeah, Kyle. Just, yeah, reach out to me. Again, I'm a teacher, so during the summer, I will not be in the classroom, obviously. So I'm down to play pretty much any day. Late July, probably gone on vacation with my fam. <laughs> Other than that, give me I'm a call. I'm not going to put that in there because I don't want people to rob you. Kyle, thank there you so much Sweet. for doing this, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, man. Dude, have a good day. I don't know what I'm doing today. All right, we'll go have fun. Okay, dude. Later, brother. See you, man. Bye. All right, there it is. Part two of our conversation with Mr. Kyle Tipton. Hopefully someday there's a part three. He is a hilarious man. I love hanging out with him. I had a blast with him. And I'm sure you guys did too. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, once this coronavirus bullshit blows over and we're actually allowed to see each other again, I would be more than happy to have you on as a guest. Reach out to me. I've already reached out to a bunch of you all. And so far, practically nobody has said no. You guys are awesome. I've said it before. I couldn't do this without you. And if you're not interested in being on the show, but you want to show your support, patreon.com forward slash Mitch Makes Podcasts is always a great option. You can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. And if nothing else, you're just helping to ensure that I can continue to make these podcasts and keep working hard to connect my friends to one another and give you guys the opportunity to hang out and spend time with each other, even in our busy, crazy schedules, even when we're stuck at home during the end of the world. As always, please share the Facebook page and the Instagram page. Share your favorite episodes to let everybody know what's going on. Next week, I have a super exciting episode, our very first group podcast. It was definitely an experiment. I haven't started editing it yet, so I'm not exactly sure how it's going to turn out, but I'm excited about it. I remember the day after we made it, my face was sore from laughing so much. So that's really exciting, and it's right around the corner. Guys, I hope you're all staying safe. Hope you're all staying disinfected. And I hope you have a great week. I love you guys. Bye.